0: All right, so welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we have Coach Jacobson. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, awesome to be here, man. Yeah, I, you know, I'll I'll start the, the podcast off with, I was watching, I watch not all of them because it takes like four hours, but I watch most of the Michigan High School State Championships on YouTube every offseason. And uh, ones that have offenses that I like and defenses that I like that are my flavor, I try to I reach out to them. So coach, I thought you I love what you did and uh we've been texting to get to know each other. So I appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be here, man. And uh yeah, once once I uh you know, I kind of looked you up a little bit too and uh once once you got a hold of me in that, it was like, yeah, I'm always looking to share. I've been in this been in this business for a long time and um you know it's not it's not what you know, it's who you know and mm-hmm. and connections you make and you're always looking to, you know, to look look at new things and what you can do.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So, coach, for the listener who doesn't know your background, please please give your background, and then we'll we'll rock and roll from there.
1: Oh man, well, I'm an old fart, <laughs> I guess I am anyway. In this day and age, with with coaches and that, uh, graduated from Nagani High School in '87. Uh, was fortunate to uh, to go down and play for Herb Romany, Hall of Fame college football coach at Central Michigan University. Learned a ton from him, and and actually, my line coach at the time was Paul Alexander. Uh, he spent many years at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he's off doing his own thing now, doing camps. I just came back from he just came back from Europe and then. I still stay in touch with him quite a bit. Um, so after graduating from Central Michigan, I was able to get an education. Uh, started at Mount Pleasant High School in 92. And job opened up here in Nagani in 97. And I've been here ever since. Kind of came back to uh, to my roots and try to get back to the community that gave me so much.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, coach, for the listener, describe Nagani a little bit. What is that community like? Uh, you grew up there. You're back there. You love it. You know, give the give the listener a little bit about it, if you don't mind.
1: Well, there's a lot of history in the UP, man. It was it was based off of iron mines, iron ore mines. Uh, you know, we had a lot of people um, that that basically moved in from from Italy, from from, from Finland, just to come work the mines. So there's a lot of ethnicity up here in in regards to that, and a lot of a lot of rich heritage um you know my my great grandparents came from italy uh back in the early 20s to worked the mines so you you have that tight-knit blue collar community and, and there's a lot of little communities like that around here um a lot of small towns that are that are just like that and you know hard-working individuals are still mines open uh, they're, they're actually different now they're like a big open pit mine sort of so to speak so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of uh uh, blue collar communities up here and it's hard working individuals, good good people. Mm-hmm. It
0: sounds a lot like West Virginia. <laughs> yes, for sure. It yeah. really does. I mean the mining, that that culture, that that hard that mentality of hard work and discipline and just I bet the people are very similar. Uh just good folk, uh down yeah. home, blue collar, and I'm sure your your kids are like that at your high school as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, very respectful. Um, we're in you know, fortunate. We're not a huge high school. We're about 400 and about 415 uh, students in our high school, nine through 12. But um, it is, you know, it's uh real neighborly like uh, kids there. Kids, the people in the community uh, are looking to always help each other out and always, uh, you know, looking to lend a hand. So it is. It's kind of a, it's kind of real neat.
0: Coach, Paul Alexander, I remember I was at East Carolina University. I played offensive line there, and I went to Liberty University and finished up playing offensive line there. I remember my O-line coach at East Carolina loved Paul Alexander. We would watch his drill tapes in our position meetings sometimes.
1: <laughs> I might have been on one of those drill tapes. Actually, we, we used to do a Midwest lineman's camp with Paul. Um, we'd, do, we'd do one in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, one down in uh, Illinois and uh westland actually and then one in michigan usually albion or something like that and mm-hmm. um yeah we I, paul's first year mm-hmm. as, a, as a coach was actually with me at central he just came out of uh, uh, michigan where he's a grad assistant um mm-hmm. uh, so yeah he's a he, unique person and a great great guy and an awesome line coach
0: so coach i want to say this phrase and you're you're this is going to sound familiar to you uh set the spot Set the spot. Yeah. Set the spot, man. I that rings in my ears. I still coach offensive line. Set the spot, man, at pass protection. You know yeah. like that just tackles, red tackles, set the spot. Yeah. Set yeah. the spot. Uh <laughs> at I was undersized at six foot three and a half, 285 I was a left tackle my final year at Liberty. Uh so man, I had to set that spot, Coach. <laughs> I was in trouble <laughs> versus those defense bids. You know what I'm yeah.
1: saying? Set the spot and high high hand, low hand, man. That's that's yeah. uh that's, that's all, Paul, yeah. No, that's six three and a half for sure. You had to set the spot and be real good at it, for sure.
0: Yeah. We kind of got into a little bit, when I was at Liberty, keeping our hands low, keeping them down, like, at our belt, so the defensive linemen couldn't swat it. That was something I had to work on because my arms aren't super long, so they had my target, like, my hands. A lot of times they would pin them, and uh, so I kept them down and, like, punched up, and that's, I guess, kind of the thing now, but... Uh my office line coach got that I think from somewhere in the NFL. They were doing it at the time. That was two thousand two thousand eight, I think was was that. So yeah, man. So this off you playing offensive line, I'm sure that shapes the way you see football and how you coach football and how you design your offense and your defense. Talk about that a little bit if you don't mind.
1: Well, yeah, obviously. And and it's, it's- We've been good. my my actually my offensive coordinator my my brother um mm. and he was a he was a he was a quarterback a lot different than i was mm-hmm. um but he's been able now to i think appreciate uh what we do up front um and 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 you have to i think in order to call an offense you have to understand what 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 our offensive linemen are doing and and, and being you know he he kind of came from the same offense that i did as far as Johnnynie goes where i option where We like to call it a assault football, but that's kind of a, kind of a, I don't know, maybe a little cliche-ish, but, um, Mm. yeah, advice on whatnot. But knowing, you know, we, a lot of stuff that we do has been adapted from college. When I, most stuff I learned was from Paul Alexander. We don't have the the 6'3", 285-pound guy. You're talking about 300 pounds, Mm. where it's a lot of zone block and a lot of hand stuff and that. And, and, uh, you know, we have to be able to get down and um, do a lot. it's it's been it's been fun though maybe having having a chance to um to coach the offensive line to get a different different perspective on things for sure Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and the mentality of guys that have played and on the offensive line is different probably than than other people i mean we don't get much recognition right (laughs) if something goes bad we get blamed but uh you know i'm sure that that shaped you as a coach, right? So as you coach, you maybe you're thinking back to your playing days and, and how you were coached and how you motivate your team to to do the best they can.
1: Oh, no question about it. You know, and, and, and we do a lot of things. And Lyman well, aren't special guys. You know, we're not in it for the recognition. And I remember, um, you know, even back uh, some of the best relationships I still have this day are with my fellow linemen. You know, um, and guys I played with on the trenches and at Central, and and we try to get that mentality. Uh, and Nagani as well. You know, we do different things. We've, we've been doing since 1997. We do Lyman Pizza um, every Wednesday night. Mm. Uh, we got a local pizza place that gives us a deal on a, they call it the Bad Boys. It's like a 20 inch pizza. And uh, we sit on. we watch uh, after practice. There's usually about 20 linemen or so. And we actually mm. included tight ends and fullbacks this year for some reason. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we order pizza. We sit there and watch a movie. Like like the last couple of movies we watched were old school, little little, little Rocky, uh, one and three, and uh, actually one and two. when we skipped three because I think he got beaten that one. But <laughs> we sit there as an offensive line, and you know, we, we eat pizza, we watch movies, and and and, and build a certain mm-hmm. bond together because you know, and, and like you said, we don't we don't get in the the line don't get in the paper a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be on the front page, but but our work pays off and pays dividends in the in the long run.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, heck yeah! So, coach, I I started this podcast for a couple of reasons. One is to steal good coaches' ideas. So, like like that idea is is beautiful. Was that yours? Did somebody model that for you? How did you come up
1: with that? That's really interesting. We did. We just started doing it. Uh, like I said, I came up here '97. We just uh, one time we uh, I don't know, it was something we we were doing. So we do a, we do a lot of our in-house stuff with with uh, flag football. We don't. We're not into the the youth football and that. We do our own flag football. and We happen hmm. to have a, a flake football game one night on a Wednesday night, like under the lights for the kids and wow. pizza. And we started watching a movie and like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's do it next week. And just kind of started then. And now it's steamrolled. And I think some of the guys even have contracts now for guys that miss. And uh, it, it, it's turning into something pretty cool. And it's something that, you know, is, is unique to us. Yeah.
0: That's so cool because, you know, I think as a, as a head coach, we're trying to find ways to make those guys feel valuable because that you know, i had two kids drop by my house today they were at my neighbor's house and they knocked on the door and just wanted to come in and sit down and uh they're both kind of lineman kids, but they don't want to play line they want to be skilled you know because they're young kids and they want to be skilled kids but just trying to get them to understand that it's cool to be a lineman it's cool to play that position and that's that, what you're doing is really neat i think that's that's fantastic
1: yeah the group mentality you know we do a lot together um you know, and, and that's just, yeah, we'd, uh, we'd appreciate each other. And everybody wants to be able to carry the ball, right? And mm-hmm. um, everybody can do it. And that just takes a mm-hmm. unique characteristic, a unique, a unique group of individuals to be able to do what we do. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Coach, your eye option on offense, where did that come from? Why do you like that? Why is that your,
1: why is that your thing? It's what we know. We do what we know. And it's funny because somebody asked me. Um, when we're making our run of the uh, state championship game, um, <laughs> you know, why, you, why do you have guys run, run what you run? It's like, cause that's what we know, you know, I, mm-hmm. that we kind of ran that in high school a little bit. Uh, when I went to, uh, Central Michigan, we, we started bringing in a little more power row and stuff like that and counter tray. Uh, we still ran option at central and we started getting into the inside outside zones at that time too. Um, and we still try to do a little bit of that with, with gap schemes and whatnot, but, Um, we do what we know, you know, I see guys now, um, who's the guy you talked to? Gus Capolka from, from Manistee, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, he's a, he's a power T guy and that's what he knows. And he's going to run that. And, you know, we, I grew up as an eye option guy, um, play action off of it. And that's what we know. And that's what we run. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. and so how do you drill option like with the quarterbacks and fullbacks i've done op, i've seen people do option drill before does that something you incorporate in your practice schedule like with the meshes and all that stuff and the pitch relationship
1: you have to and we had a sophomore quarterback this year's my nephew actually and he mm. drove me nuts he really did because he, he you get lazy and you have to be able to you know reach right run we always yell reach ride, run but we start what's kind of great is we have our in-house middle school program uh the seventh and eighth grade and they run our stuff it's uh one of my former varsity coaches is the is the head middle school coach, and and I have probably three of my former players that are in college that actually are helping out the middle school program as well. They're mm. assistant coaches, so they they get that drill pounded in their heads at a your early age. You know, reach, ride, run, read the edge. You know, and you see numbers, plant your foot and get up. I mean, just just the little things that, mm. uh, you know, the consistency between our seventh grade program and our and our, our seniors uh, is 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 great. And yeah, it's uh, you got to drill and kill it, man. You got to be able to, you know, not worry about where that fullback's going to be, where his aiming point is. It's just the little things like that 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 mean a lot in the option.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember we ran it. This was a couple of years. This was years back, and we were we ran some inside veer, outside veer. Uh, I coached the quarterbacks at that place, and that it was good. It really was good. I mean, that's but you got to rep it all the time. I mean, it's something you have to do over and over again.
1: You have to. We break down our, practice, our practices even even through the last last week. we you know he doing 16 weeks when you're in the state championship game. Mm-hmm. We even have an option period um, where we are you know the looks that we think we're going to get, um, and you can block it differently depending on who you want to run. We had a decent. We had some some good running backs this year. Two of them actually. One was a junior, and one was a senior. Actually, broke his wrist in week six. Mm-hmm. Um, we block things accordingly. Who do we want to run, and uh, depending on what we're going to see and uh, you know, we can we can block the edge with our tight end and we can release them to the free safety and and and, and pitch off the edge. So but we do an option period um at least once a week where we're running through our all of our different option packages uh w- with the fullbacks. Mm. Um not even a line at that point in time. Line are usually with me and we're going right through and drilling, killing our option and, and getting the eyes on the edge and mm. and uh we're gonna see that particular week. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I think like you said coach what you know but that, for me it's always the balance of okay i want to know more so you know <laughs> so how do i like i just just full full disclosure I, that's how i am my brain thinks oh i like that i want to go learn all i can about that uh, but that sounds like it's hard for me cuz i want to do it all you know i want to do all of this stuff but you can't right you got to you got to have a certain limit to in your package
1: you do it and it was kind of it's funny you you uh you showed me that picture of michigan we ran a mm-hmm. little bit of this year where we're bringing uh, uh, two tight ends. We got a basically a three tight end set um, where we can we have two tight ends and then what you call it's almost like a power a power back where you're taking that wing and bringing them back and forth and line them up mm-hmm. sometimes the gap or the A gap or the you know. But we we I love football. I, I watch mm-hmm. University of Michigan, uh Wisconsin. I love Big Ten football and just watching it. We'll be sitting on a Saturday afternoon or something watching something and. Hey, do you see that? You know, I'll be with my brother's song and we'll write down a formation, you know, and um, mm-hmm. we try to – everything we try to do is still off of those plays, but we can come in with a with a different formation that we feel that, you know, is mm-hmm. going to give us some type of, uh, of an advantage. And um, and we'll do we'll, – like you said, you always got to learn and stretch things a little bit. We've got some counter – you saw a little bit of counter option, mm-hmm. obviously, here. You know, if you're trying to defend us, you're really – keying a lot of a lot of the teams we play key on the fullback heavily because that's Mm -hmm. that's a lot of our offense right so we can come in with now a counter option um which is something that we really um looked at um coming off that so we get that the backer floor of the fullback and come back out the other side with with option the other way so you can always tweak it you you know what you you know what you know you run what you know but you can always get better at it and that's that's something that you can do watching football like I love watching Michigan football, and some of the things they do is that fits right in our wheelhouse. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a huge Michigan football fan. Uh, I mean, I, I'm rocking the Michigan pullover at school, uh, all that stuff. And I we got a a teacher in the high school that's a Ohio State fan, so I've been ha- singing "Hail to the Victors" these past couple of weeks when I see <laughs> You know, "Hail to the Victors." Valiant. Uh, that's that's fantastic. So, Coach, defensively, I was you know I'm watching some of your film you sent me. A lot of man-to-mans, but I've noticed some odds, some even. How do you – who do you call that and somebody else call that? And how do you – what's your philosophy
1: there? No, I haven't uh, – this is the first year I actually haven't called it. Um, mm. it it's actually um, – the the staff I have, we actually we actually have four guys in our varsity staff. Mm. Uh, and for the first year this year, I'm on the headsets with both the offensive defense coordinators, talking to both of them. Um, right. And I think it's really helped me become a better coach. I actually see more more now that I'm not having a focus on the actual play call. And, and I've been able to help um, both corners out a ton doing that. And it, it's fun. And um, defensively, yeah, we'll mix things up. And it was fun getting into the playoffs because we're we're seeing more spread teams. We're seeing power so We get to do different things. But based on it still off of what we know in our in our base 42 front.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. And, I mean, the games I've – I've seen there's different offenses. You guys see different offenses, and we see that here. So different weeks you can see, you know, here we'll see wing tee, we'll see single wing, we'll see spread. And as a high school team trying to play defense, that can get hard because in college I feel like it's easier because everybody runs the same thing. Everybody's spread (laughs) unless you're playing Navy or Army. So they can be a little more, I guess, Dynamics probably the word on defense. They can have more pack, sub-packages, this and that, because they see the same thing every week. But in high school, I mean, we'll see single wing, and the next week it's spread. So mm-hmm. it's how do you have a defense that can handle all that? Because we don't have all the meeting time that colleges have, and we can't recruit. So, I mean, how do you handle that? Because I'm, I'm always looking to try to be better prepared
1: for different kind of offenses we see. Right. No, we – we uh, like I said, it, it, it first of all, it starts with our – again, our, our seventh and eighth grade program, they run the same defense we do and mm-hmm. the terminology is the same and that's huge. And we can, we build upon that. We're a base 42. Um, you know, we can reduce on the weak side a little bit to give us mm-hmm. a more odd look. Um, mm-hmm. So again, your base package and just what you do out of that and, and it's, and it's flexible enough to be able to, like you said, we see, we see a single wing out of Menominee in the playoffs. Uh, next week we see a spread offense. Uh you know, week one we'll see a, a wing tee like you said. You know, so you have to be able to uh, to be flexible. Hold up, and 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 let's face it, we had snow being you know middle of October. Our week nine game we had actually move it because we had a foot and a half of snow in our field. So hmm. we're not going to see a ton of different um, a ton of spread teams. We need to be able to, and at the high school level, it's so important. You have to stand up to the run first. You know, we're hmm. very few teams are going to at the high school level going to beat you throwing the ball. You know, especially at a you know, we're Division 6, 415 kids, so you're not going to see a ton of schools that are going to be able to beat you throwing the ball. So whatever you run, whatever package we run, like I said, we run a 42 front. We have to be able, first of all, uh, hold up against the run and any any type of front, uh, any type of offense we're going to see. Mm-hmm.
0: And I would imagine for you, option responsibilities are a big thing for your, your defense. You have to know what's your you dive, your
1: quarterback, your pitch, and every call you have. We do see we do see one team that runs um, that runs uh, option against, but like you said, you, you, you got to be a hold up on you know on on, on response. I look at teams how teams are to defend us. You have to be able to be you know take into account the fullback, quarterback, and and tailback mm-hmm. on every play. And that's why you know we'll we'll be able to mess the teams up a little bit with uh, formation wise, with motion, and mm-hmm. kind of mess with their responsibilities as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and double tight—that's a thing that I mean. You guys do that on offense a lot, and defending that's a bear sometimes because especially if you if you don't see it a lot. we count on that. And for us, we're we'd like to be double tight because people don't see that a whole lot around where we are, and we
1: have that body type usually. You know we were fortunate this year to have to have uh, three actually really good tight ends. That's why it enabled us to get into two tight sets. It enabled us to get, get, get a little bit of goal line, what we call it, um, with a three tight end set and move that that um, that wing around a little bit. We were fortunate. We, we, you know we'll come in with uh, you know with, with with twins with two receivers um, when we don't have uh, the two tight end sets. But I feel with, with the two tight end sets, it, it creates bubbles inside where we can run you know, run our inside, keep game, and run our ASO package of counters off of that. And then when you start packing the box, now we can come out and run our option stuff and attack the edge with power row and option and counter train that. So it, it's, it is, it's, it's a little harder in my, in my vision, in my, in my world, uh, it's harder to defend someone that's going to, that's real good at with, with two tight ends set.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, your, you guys and like the, going to like playing the state championship game, that's got to be a haul for you guys. And like the logistics of getting all that figured out. When I was watching the game, I'm thinking, I, I Google, where is Nagani high school? And like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like that's, did you guys like <laughs> stay the night somewhere? How did all that work to get ready for all that? You know, and I,
1: I, yeah, I was, it was kind of one of my grapes because um, our semifinal game was, uh, was four hours away from us where we're from. Mm-hmm. So we, in a semifinal game, we actually had to stay overnight uh, on Friday and travel the next day and in, in a snowstorm and blizzard to play in a blizzard Oof. um on that Saturday, which is kinda cool. We we're accustomed to that. We you know, we had guys coming out obviously with no sleeves on and whatnot. So I think oh it was an like, advantage. So that was kinda cool. But um so to travel that, you know, Saturday, play a play a physical ball game with Reed City. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we tried to give the kids a little downtime on Sunday and then back to it on Monday. It was a short week, you know. We mm-hmm. uh, played on friday so thursday we actually had to leave it's a seven hour seven and a half hour trip for us mm. um to ford field so we actually uh, got on a bus uh thursday morning went down to central michigan we able to practice on their field uh, It was a oh, beautiful thing. Cool. yeah it was pretty cool and, and a new experience for the kids you know um we wanted to make sure everything was um uh, was a great experience for them um yeah and then traveled down to detroit got there about six o'clock probably and um had turkey dinner with the guys and you know, we played on on Friday, but it was you know, and it and, and Grand Rabs West was it was a real good football team in the state finals. They uh, they were big, they're you know, they were they were a good football team and we and we ran out of gas too a little bit. And I think it was uh mm-hmm. due to some of the travel and the short weeks that we had in the in that two period.
0: Yeah, but being able to play all those games is so great for your program. I mean, that's just that's that's just that's awesome. You know, you can play all these games, all these practices and that's fantastic. It was,
1: and we were we were fortunate. We had a pretty good we got a pretty good sophomore group that uh, that went eight and one this year for us as well. But we brought up a lot of those sophomores. You know, it's tough because we saw, and you know how it is. We uh, saw a lot of spread football teams in the playoffs, and and it's hard to replicate that 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 speed mm-hmm. and the skill. But we had some good skill kids. We were able to bring up as sophomores, and they they really did a tremendous job. Uh, with us and showing us uh, the looks that we needed offensively and defensively each week and mm-hmm. and it was great for them to be a part of us and see what it was like and I think we had a we had a real good senior group uh with some real good leaders in there um you know the tremendous work ethic and I think that's that, that sophomore group we had probably I think um, nine of them that came up with us um and it was a good experience for them for sure they learned a lot and I think they they saw how it needs to be done in order to be good Absolutely coach you're talking about your seniors
0: the kids at your high school what do they do post high school what's usually their what do they want to do
1: after they graduate high school well that's that's a good one we have we you know we'll have, we'll, we'll have several that'll go in the military Um mm-hmm. we have uh well i'm going to michigan tech uh, you know we have some okay. in tech universities a, a tremendous uh, uh engineering school so we'll have several go to there and mm-hmm. you know kind of spread out i mean we have uh you, you mentioned liberty um the kid that, that played for us uh was returned actually returned to touchdown in the second half mm-hmm. uh, he's going to liberty uh, oh wow uh, academic, academically he's he doesn't want to play football um mm-hmm. but he's going there uh, strictly for academics so they'll they'll go kind of all over the place you know we'll have mm-hmm. maybe they go to michigan um and just kind of branch out and and they got to see the world you know oh, we're sure. a, we're, a, we're, a, we're a small and i'm sure you know how it is it's Uh, the up is a different a different place uh and and they got to get out and see the world a little bit and see what it's like and hopefully come back and raise a family up here then
0: yeah that's that's awesome does anybody go into the mining industry is that still
1: a big draw for your kids not no more um not as much um you know we have we have uh, one big mine that's still operational um but they're not it's it's not as as prevalent as it was you know i remember when i when i was growing up i had my mom worked in the mine i had uh, three uncles that worked in the mine you know everybody worked in the mines back then and they have kind of mm-hmm. closed down a little bit with the economy and you know the sign of the times a little bit and we've got one big operational mine right now but you know we'll, we'll have, we have we have a lot of guys that um, you know will get into different industries we have whether it's lyman or whatever um, you know they kind of spread all over the place
0: hmm. coach the, the up sounds a lot like west virginia the more I, it's a beautiful <laughs> place great people <laughs> Uh, man, definitely got to, got to take a visit up there one of these days. My, my wife showed me a picture of pictured rocks. Oh, this would have been like two years ago. And I said, where's that in the Bahamas? <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, what's unique. It is. It's uh God's country, man, for sure. It's uh, mm-hmm. you know, our population isn't huge. You know, Marquette's uh, just, just down the street from us here. Um, You know, and they're, they're, they're a bigger community with Northern Michigan University and whatnot. But, um, a lot of small towns, you know, a lot of, mm. uh, just, just, and just beautiful, you know, a lot of, you can go forever and, and not see a town and not see someone if you wanted to. Mm. That's so cool. And
0: on your schedule, are you playing a lot of the teams from the UP or do you have to travel down to the, the, the what they call it, the mainland of Michigan in your schedule? <laughs>
1: Downstate, yeah, below the, Downstate. below the bridge, become the trolls sometimes below the bridge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we uh right now in the, in the upper peninsula we have 19 teams that have 11 man football. Oh, wow. Uh there's more and more schools because of the declining enrollment are becoming eight man football teams. And matter of fact, one of the state championships came uh, uh from the UP in eight man North Central, and that was the second year in a row they've they've won that. So. With declining enrollment with the, you know obviously the the shrinking of towns and whatnot. Um, you know footballs football's um, man, it's uh, it's uh, it's declining for sure. We got you know Marquette, uh, one of the bigger schools here is uh, they probably have uh, around a thousand students mm-hmm. um, the biggest school and they travel downstate quite a bit just to mm-hmm. where our playoff system is set up right now. They have to travel and the play schools their size a little bit when you get down to the travers cities and some other mm-hmm. schools in the state. Um, but we have uh within our conference next year we'll have fifteen of the 19 11 man schools within our conference and there's a big and a small and I think our furthest game is uh a couple hours. We'll have to travel probably two times um a year, uh, two hours, just to get a just to get a game in with another UP school.
0: Yeah, that's mean that's cool. I mean, it's not cool that the, the enrollment's declining, but it's cool that you have that many teams like in a conference
1: that you can you can play ball with. Um
0: yeah, we, have
1: to, we have to right now. I think in order to preserve you know, the UP football and, that and preserve 11-man, um, mm-hmm. we have to be able to bring teams in like that. And there's uh, quite a few teams um, that'll – right around us right now, uh, there's probably a good eight teams, nine teams that are right around the between probably 300 and 500 enrollment-wise. So okay. That's pretty cool. That's, that's very different than West Virginia. In West Virginia
0: – we have a lot of consolidations or have had in the past, uh, like my high school. I'm the head coach at. We're the only high school in our county. So we have about a thousand kids, give or take. Uh, but our closest games like 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> you know, we're traveling two hours, two and a half to, right, to right. some of them. See there. And I, and I could see that. You know that would that would probably work pretty well up here, but we have a lot of rivalry still, and it's mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to say a hatred, but it, it it is kind of neat. You know, we got a, a school we play three miles down the road that we've been playing since 1894, uh, and, and there's it's it's a great rivalry, it really yeah. is. And uh, you know, there's there's probably I would say several teams that are like that that we've been playing forever that. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be, they don't, they want to wear either Nagani or this school. They don't want it. They don't want to come together and consolidate and mm-hmm. that would, uh, but I could see how that would work, but uh yeah, it would actually be pretty cool. But yeah, it's, I don't know if the people that's them themselves would want to do that not just the students.
0: Yeah. I think the consolidations look good on paper, but they're just not good for kids because I mean, we have kids that are on the bus for over an hour oh. because I mean, our County's Pretty big and it's very rural. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I mean, we have one major city, major city that it's basically Buck and has five thousand people, but the county has twenty five thousand. So twenty thousand of our whole county's population are coming from outside the the main city. But I think it'd be cool to have smaller schools, you know. So like you have a three hundred person school, three hundred person high school, a four hundred, because I, like you said, there's more. Rivalry and you know your kids better, right? Because they're from your
1: neighborhood, they're from your, your area, yeah, exactly. And you, and you look at you know the, some of the names, you know, we play another uh, uh, school called Calumet, uh, mm. they're up in the upper country, and again, another mining community. Uh, the names don't change, you know. I came here in the mm. I remember um, the Franties and the Stur, a lot of a lot of finishes, and a lot of Franties and Sturos and Locusts, and those mm. kids are still there, but now it's the kids of the kids that are there, you know, yeah, and, yeah. It, it it's, it's that, that that you know a lot of that tradition is still there within their schools and you know they want to be the Copper Kings they don't want to be anybody else right yeah so their nickname is the
0: Copper Kings
1: yeah there's a lot of copper mining up there in the in the Copper Country so that's where they got the Copper Kings from that is cool so Coach you
0: got you got to tell me how did you build a sauna in your house. <laughs>
1: That's easy, man. It's a lot a lot of cedar and a lot of nails.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so cool. So you were telling me that's a like a cultural thing. A lot of people in the UP have that.
1: It is. And, and I think everybody, uh, you know, again, it goes back to the Finnish heritage that we have up here. Um, that, that's, everybody takes a sauna. You know, everybody's got them at their camps or their cottages. Where we call them camps up here on lakes and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, Heck, we'll even in the in springtime, we'll get the sauna nice and hot in you know, a couple hundred degrees and Cut a hole in the ice and, and jump in the water, cool off, and go back into the sauna.
0: <laughs> so do you ice fish? Is that a thing up there?
1: Oh, yeah. We, we we have ice already up here, and we've been ice fishing for a couple weeks. So um, it is. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. If you ever watch Grumpy Old Men, okay. uh, it, it can get like that around the lakes around here at times. So it, it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> so how does that work? Like what is the process and in- is that actually enjoyable to sit on the ice and fish like that? <laughs> like that?
1: It really is. It really is because you can get to some spots. Uh, and, and technology is crazy nowadays. But, yeah, you go out and you, you drill a hole or drill several holes. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can use different fishing methods, whether it's a tip-up, whatever. Uh, you know, and we just like sitting. We have we actually have an ice shack that, that's heated. And, uh, you know, we bring, bring some food with us and uh, some beverages and sit there. And just it's, it's a great way just to spend a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. That's awesome. What is the beverage
0: of choice in the UP, Coach? What's your What's your beverage of choice?
1: <laughs> Are we talking uh, adult beverages? Absolutely,
0: <laughs> Coach. Let's go to podcast. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about.
1: <laughs> we want to keep it simple up here. Uh, either Budweiser or Bushlight. Uh, okay, but uh, no, it's uh, it, it's fun. You know, we'll, we'll get some uh, you know pasties. And you, you can look those up pasties. Um, pasties. Another yeah, it's a, it's a Cornish. It's another uh, uh, ethnic ethnic uh, food up here. Okay. Um, it's like a big um, know, it's like a pie basically and has hmm. root and potatoes and, and, and meat and everything else in there. And you know, take one of those with you and heat that up on the ice and and uh, you got yourself a day. That's awesome. <laughs> Coach Bush Light, you're talking my language right there now. That's the
0: good stuff. <laughs> Bush Latte. <laughs> there you go. I'm a good Catholic, you know, we can drink some beer. <laughs> that's awesome well coach thank you for coming on and doing this i really enjoyed this year first class and uh, i learned football and i learned culture and this is this is fantastic
1: listen if you're ever up zach in this neck of the woods uh be sure to look me up uh like i said it's a great place to be up here if you ever just wanted to just even you know pack a pack a tent uh mm. to come up we have some some great scenery up here it's just some oh if you're an outdoor enthusiast is an, an awesome place to to live and raise a family and and grow up. So, but if you're up in this neck of the woods, look me up, man. You'll have a you have a good time for sure. Yeah, we definitely
0: will. My wife is pregnant with twin boys, but after they come, we will have to take care of one of these days. That's the UP is a place like we're going. We're going to the UP. I'll look up Coach Jake and we'll
1: we'll do it. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. For sure.